This episode of Make Your Pitch is brought to you by BET. As a business owner, have you ever asked, uh, how is my business ensuring profitability and sustainability? Uh, or does my business drive its growth and agenda through a defined strategy? Maybe also, is there a performance management system in place? If you hesitated to answer any of these questions, you need to take a look at the Business Enabling Toolbox, BET. To find out more about BET, check the show notes of this episode. This is Make Your Pitch. I'm Christopher Knight. And I am Ellen J. Harris. Together, we chat with entrepreneurs with great ideas, looking for investors to back their vision. We want to be sure investors are there as well as to find the next big hit. So let's get started. And a great big hello to everyone. And welcome to this episode of Make Your Pitch. Uh, you, I, I say too often, you know why we're here. You know what we do because so many of you follow us on a regular basis. And I appreciate all your investors out there that make it a habit to pick up on our program and to listen to people who are out there with so many talented ideas. My goodness gracious, I can't even count the number of people that I'm able and fortunate to visit with. And today, I tell you what, I am very fortunate to, to bring you someone that I've had the pleasure to get to know just a little bit and uh, get to know what he's doing because he's doing so much. But today, we're going to emphasize one area of what he is doing. I'm Christopher Knight. And I'm the fan in the stand, Ellen J. Harris. There you go, the fan in the stand. Well, being the fan in the stand, why don't you just go into it and tell people what we're about to experience. Oh, my goodness. We are about to experience something that is completely unique, especially for us here on Make Your Pitch. Those of you who have followed us since we started, thank you. And we try to bring you something new and exciting. And today, I think we're over the top with new and certainly exciting. I'm going to introduce a gentleman that I don't know. And I just learned him like 10 seconds ago. His name is Vincent. Sebastian. And Vincent Sebastian is involved in an industry that we don't see every day, and that is race car driving. And so rather than me tell you about him and leave out 90% of what he is famous for, I'm going to let him introduce himself and take it over from here. Vincent, welcome to Make Your Pitch. Uh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you both. Well, it, um, the ball is definitely in your car. The car is on your track now, Vincent. Okay, very good. <laughs> well, what we've done, what we've done is we've tied a few things together. Um, a lot of people are familiar or getting familiar with esports in the world. Um, anybody under 40 has played the computer games and have enjoyed them immensely and is becoming pretty popular. But we've kind of went one step further and said, why don't we go a little bit further and make a e-racing game using a real simulator? And again, a company called iRacing.com has made simulators for both uh, NASCAR and Formula One. And for the past five years, uh, they've been online. You're able to sign up and drive and become a, a real NASCAR or professional driver in Formula One. 
So with that said, we felt it was a, a good opportunity to build simulators, the physical simulators, that people can come to our facility in Daytona and Charlotte. And we're going to be opening up 10 here in the United States, and we'll talk about Europe another time. But um, but right now, we're, we're opening up in Daytona. We were going to do it last year, but unfortunately, with the COVID, we had to wait. And it brought us to a different form where the drivers themselves all have simulators in their own homes and said, could we drive for charity? So the Grateful Hearts Association is the charity that we drive for. And we have had uh, 12 races so far. And in those 12 races, we're raising money for COVID-19 victims. And in the future, we're helping out uh, foster children who've had a really tough year because uh, at 18 years old, a lot of people don't know they get thrown out of their homes at 18. Uh, the government no longer pays anything and they're out on the street, a lot of them, and they have a tough start. But for now, we're, we're focusing on the COVID victims around the world and our drivers are around the world. So we have over 50 drivers now and we're in, uh, in Europe, in uh, the UK, Spain, uh, Iran. Uh, we have drivers in Australia. We have drivers in the United States. So this has become a world league of drivers. And the nice thing is we have some of the top drivers at iRacing, and we also have some of the rookies and starting drivers, you know, all on the same racetrack. So again, this is all simulator racing. I would like to pre-reface this by this is not a joystick game. So you're gonna, I'm gonna show you a little video of our races from this week, because I think it's easier to see it than me explaining it. So let me just show you a quick video. And this is our, our what we call our mishaps from, from uh, the 15th of May. you want to describe what's happening here? Okay, just a little, just a quick video to show you some of the mishaps of what happened a couple of weeks ago. So hopefully you, you could share a little bit about what our driving is all about and, and, and where we are. And later on, I'll show you a video of our, of one of the things that we do for, uh, for the charity. So uh, just a little bit about that, um, the, the Grateful Hearts Association, we collect money online and we give it to the Heart to Heart International. Uh, no sense in us reinventing the wheel and building infrastructure. The Heart to Heart International is in 60 countries right now and uh, over 100% of the money we give them go directly to the cause of helping people internationally. So they've become our partners in this, and we're very thankful to have them. And there are about three or four other, you know, very big international charities that will be joining us here as we go forward. So we're very proud to have them, so I didn't want to miss them. So with, with that, we now have set up uh, something for the fans because we know everybody's been locked in for the last year. And what we did is we said when you make a donation, we give you some opportunities that are all sponsor-driven, uh, which is – we have raffles for uh, different products. One of them 
in uh, August, on August 28th, we will be raffling off a Nissan Sentra, a 2021 Nissan Sentra, and you can win that anywhere in the world by just making a donation. And your raffle tickets are good for one year. Uh, we also have uh, Healthy Nails RX, which is a uh, product that you use to kill fungus on your fingers and your toes. Wonderful product, it's been around for over 20 years and it actually works. And uh, we also have the Red Rock Chocolate Factory and you can win boxes of chocolate. And we have all kinds of things that are just coming in from the sponsors, which is really a lot of fun. But the one thing that we're doing that's really captured everybody's imagination is our Grateful Hearts Association jackpot, which we've named the GHA jackpot. And when you make a donation, you will get credits to choose six of the 36 cars in the jackpot race. And the way it works is if you get all six jackpot cars, you win the grand prize, which right now is at $10,000. So just for a small donation, you have a chance of winning $10,000 on the jackpot race. And the jackpot works real simple. You have to pick the first four drivers and cars that come over the finish line. And then the last two are, uh, are draws, they're raffle draws, computer generated. So it's a fun little thing. We had our first one on June 12th. And uh, I'd like to show that to you. It's only about a two minute clip, but it kind of captures what we were hoping for. And, and hopefully you'll enjoy it also. And I know Chris is real happy because this is part of the <laughs> Uh, our be social event and uh, it was just happened to be last week on and, and now you can see a little bit of the racing at the, some of the talented drivers not the ones that mishap but this is the race uh, that was on the 12th it's the top four drivers if you look at the left you'll see the four in the lead right now Sorry if you're getting a little bit of a, a drag, but this is at our allgratefulhearts.org website. So if you can see the top of the screen, you can go there and watch this. Uh, I'm gonna move forward to the important part of the race if we can. And uh, if we don't get the bandwidth, then we'll we'll just trust you all to go to the website and watch it. But um, Vince, it was- uh, I got, Vince, I have a question as we're watching this. Sure. How, how is this produced? How do you make these cars look so real on the track? I don't understand at all. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, can you just repeat that question? Because it kind of yeah. got a little bit garbled with the... Okay, I, I, I can't understand how the cars look so real in vir in the virtual world. I mean, this, those look like cars I would watch on television, for goodness sakes. What, what, um, how's that technology developed, Vince? That is a very expensive cost to design something that clear and look like real race cars. I, I'm, I'm actually my dad when he first saw the race he, he called me up and he said they look really good it was a good race and he said to me how did you afford all those cars and I said they're not million dollar cars dad they're computer generated and my dad's not a, a not a stupid man he, he kind of knows life pretty good and then of course we were talking to a couple of sponsors and they've said the same thing they're like you're trying to trick us that's a real race and I'm going no that's just a computer generated but what it is basically, it is digitized, computer-generated pixels. And this, this company, iRacing, has spent millions and millions of dollars to take the details of every racetrack you see on there, Daytona, uh, Indianapolis, and every detail of the track. So when you run over the bricks at Indianapolis, you'll feel the bumps as a simulator. 
So again, it's not a game, it's a true simulator. And they spent years and years and millions and millions of dollars to build this type of technology. And it's absolutely fantastic. I don't, I don't think anyone could build something this spectacular and uh, we're the beneficiaries of it. So we're using it again for our facilities down in Daytona where you can come down and drive one of these cars, one of these simulators and get in. And the beauty of it is not only do you get to experience riding a car on a professional track, which most people don't get that opportunity and now you can, um, it's the same thing that the drivers use. So uh, I know when I sat in it, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty good California highway driver. I'll, I'll go high speed sometimes. And I, I got in the simulator and I think I got to the first turn and missed, went into the wall and crashed and said, okay, well, I guess there is a, tr a, a thrill and a sport to try to go 75, 80 miles an hour into a turn and keep the car straight. So these are professional drivers, uh, Raul, Jesus, uh, Juan, uh, Jordi, they've been driving for four or five years on this. It's not something you're going to pick up right away. But then again, we have drivers like uh, Yasser Noe, who's only been behind the car for about three months, and he's running quick laps just like uh, Raul and, and Jesus. So you, you can do it. It's pretty exciting. Uh, a little time, a little effort. If you have the, the professionalism inside of you, you're, you're going to rise to the top like everything else. So, uh, yeah, it, it's a real it looks like a real race. We we went to a restaurant one night when uh, NASCAR was using the iRacing when their racing was down, and uh, I my friend had gone for make an order, and he said, "Hey Vince, the the iRacing's on ESPN," and I said, uh, "Well, what do the people in the in the restaurant say? You know, in the, around the bar area?" And he didn't call me back. About an hour later, I said, "So what they say?" He said, "They didn't even notice it. They thought it was real racing." Yeah. <laughs> so it's a common question. Um, and again, I think that's why I got involved, because the emotion is still there. You know, the people still see a race. And I like the fact that we're in a controlled environment. So in our facility, we'll have maybe three to 5,000 seats. You know, they can bring you your, your drinks and your food. And, you know, you don't have to worry about the elements of the weather, the rain. And again, I don't want to keep sounding the same thing, but you know, two things you know. One, you're not going to sit there for five hours. If it's a three-hour event, it's going to be three hours. Um, not like a NASCAR or a Formula One race, and they're wonderful to go to, but sometimes you could wait a good two hours to clean up a racetrack, and someone could get seriously hurt. Now, we've eliminated all that, so it's, it's just fun. It's just a lot of fun for us. So that's how I got involved. I saw the emotional connection you can make rooting for your, your favorite driver. Uh, some of the drivers have fan clubs. They come to the, the Twitch or the YouTube, and they're you know, chatting away with us and rooting them on. So it's, uh, it's a very interactive type of sport. Vince, wait, wait, back up a minute. You just threw me a curveball there, and I've heard about it. But you just reminded me of that, and that is – People actually go to the event virtually, and they're, I'm sure, the big screen set up everywhere. But people mm -hmm. sit, do they sit in stands or at tables or, you know, how does that work exactly? And where, how many of these are set up around the country when these races are, are going on? Don't you have a Vegas event, some things like that? Yeah, we, we're, we're going to be in Las Vegas also. We have some events there. Uh, again, right now, I guess that's the investment part that you talked about. Uh, we are a very young company, and each one of our facilities are about a $5 million investment. And to our surprise, uh, again, we knew we wanted to be in Daytona. We knew we wanted to be in North Carolina, in Charlotte. So we identified about 10 cities. 
But right now we've had about, well, just this week, we've had about 14 cities that would like to have a eSports GSM racing center in their city. And the answer is yes. Um, you know, this could be a wonderful franchise opportunity for somebody. Uh, there's still some investment at the top end if they're interested. You know, we didn't expect this much excitement from a very, you know, very young company. We've only been out there for 12 weeks that people actually saw our races online. And it's pretty exciting what's going on around wait, wait, here. Help, help me visualize. If weeks. I came to a race, mm -hmm. help me visualize what I would walk into. Uh, yeah, the type of room and the type of atmosphere. You said, you know, they can serve drinks and, and yep. uh, whatever else. Help me visualize it. Help me see it in my own mind here. What does it look okay. like? Let's pause for a moment so we can hear from our sponsor for this episode. I have just set up our customer relation management system using CRM Engine, not just for its many options, but because its price is well below that of the big boys. The CRM Engine team set up all that we needed to keep track of our contacts, including those who are scheduled to pitch, our investors, and strategic partners. We now know when we met, what was said, when to follow up, and includes an auto email system to stay in touch timely. It keeps us focused on what makes Maker Pitch what it is, the people. So to learn how to keep your business in touch with your clients using CRM Engine, Go to the show notes of this episode. So what we'll have is you will have a, uh, a facility where when you come in, um, it'll be very much similar to a, an esports center where computers are going to be out there for people to play their esports games. Um, you know, they could play their Fortnite, their Rocket League. We're going to have a Madden football. So that'll be one section of it. And then around the facility, and what we've done in Daytona is we've put each bay, like a big bowling alley, if you want to call it that, where it's 24 feet by 20 feet. And the people simulator will be sitting right there with a big screen. And everywhere you walk around on the outside of the facility, we will have, um, it looks like we're going to have 50 to 100 simulators up against all the walls around the facility. So you can go from car number one to car number 100 and just walk around and see all the different drivers. And at the same time, we'll have a restaurant with uh, like a sports bar and all the events will be on the big screen. So you could be watching our Saturday night event. All the drivers will be right in the facility in their simulators. And of course, you'll be watching them on the big screen and broadcasting them out through the internet. Wow. Wow. That's impressive. All right. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's new. I mean, this is, I, I try to explain to people, this is a new world we're in. I mean, we talk about cryptocurrency. We talk about eBay and, you know, delivery to your home nowadays, not something. And this product is something new and different. It is racing, sports racing uh, for real, you know, in a simulator. And we'll be in 10 or 15 or 20 locations. Uh, I, I didn't want to mention Europe, but we've already had requests to have it in Spain, uh, in Australia, uh, around the world. Um, it's just one of those things that, you know, we've captured the imagination of everybody under 40. They don't go play baseball at ballparks anymore. 
You know, I mean, the, the fields are empty, right? We've got all these wonderful parks and we've got baseball fields and yet no one's playing baseball. They're all home playing on the computers. So this is a very different world. Um, the banking is changing. You know, people don't use the bank. They use their computer. So this is the new world, the new age. And we're just the for forefront of it. And uh, I think our, our GSIM racing is going to be something pretty popular. Um, like I said, we've only been doing it for 12 weeks. Uh, our goal is to raise $5 million for the charity. And that's our only real goal. The rest is just to show the product. And uh, the championship in, in December, uh, November in Daytona should be a wonderful event right now. Is, uh, that will be our opening of our first facility. And as I always say, it's hard to really explain it all because it's new and abstract. However, when you see it, it's going to be pretty exciting. So I don't know if I can draw a great picture of it. Uh, I have some designs of the building and what it looks like. I, I always say it's like a big bowling alley <laughs> with all the different bays, and you can go around and meet teams, drivers. Um, it, it's going to be a lot of fun, and like I said, hopefully, you know, it captures the imaginations of the future. So the product is the actual virtual racing. That's the product. That's the product. Is the well? That's one of the products. Again, okay. we have uh, each sport. So we have, um, like I said, we, we're doing the Rocket League. So you can come and play Rocket League on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Um, you can be in your own driving league. Uh, you know, we, okay. we have the Saturday night event, obviously, uh, that we're doing right. for charity and world. And of course, our our jackpot's becoming pretty popular. So I think it's going to be around to stay. But then okay. again, you can come and drive on a Monday, Tuesday, join a league. Uh, again. You're going to have a beginner division. You're going to have an intermediate division. You're going to have what we call the green league, where people are going to make money and get paid to drive okay. races. And then, of course, the professional division. So that's All how right. we set up the, the simulators. Yes. Uh, we're also going to have things in the simulators, like motorcycles, um, mm -hmm. ski jumping, uh, boat yeah. racing. Okay, so these simulators are virtual. So we're going to have yes. other things. But right now, we're focusing on the, on the race car aspect of it. So okay. that's going to be good. And, uh, our facility will have all the gaming. Yeah. Before this, before this virtual uh, environment, were you involved in the industry at all? Uh, not in the virtual, not in this part of the world of the e-gaming. Uh, I come from the, I'm an old guy, so I come from the old uh, Novell PC network world. So oh, uh, my history course. goes I was the young I was the young boy at 20 years old putting in PCs in the 80s going look what I could do and yes. uh, <laughs> I, as I say I was too young to know what I wasn't supposed to do setting up a network in banks and law firms um, right. I, I actually I sum it all up in, in one beautiful contract that I had in 1980 I, I think it was 83 or 84 and we used to download the entire IBM mainframe to a PC AT and using a Hayes modem back to Japan. And we had to sign a confidentiality that we would never disclose that we're using a PC toy to operate the bank. <laughs> and they were afraid that everybody would take their money out of the bank if they were using a toy, but it was more efficient than a $3 million IBM uh, 3B2 machine. So that's right. anyway, that's things I did back in the 80s nobody thought PCs were anything and uh, you know of course I laugh today because you know uh, we were smart young boys and 
you know, went to Radio Shack and got a 12 megahertz crystal and turned our AT from 8 megahertz to 12, and we thought we were super champs. <laughs> and I think now they're a bazillion gigahertz. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, uh, my goodness. so that's my technical background. And then, of course, uh, five years ago or six years ago, I did look into the esports, but it was still a very uh, immature, I guess you could say, uh, yes. market. There was no way to really make a money at it. It was just still a hobby. And then the University of uh, California, Irvine, was the first school to actually have courses in esports, which I, okay. I kind of laugh at because I'm sure, I'm sure the proud parents spending all that money for their, their children's education was, uh, oh, yeah, they're going to play games at the University of uh, Irvine, <laughs> California. <laughs> and uh, we, we laugh. We, I laugh at that now, right? Like, you know, the parents, you know, when they graduated a few years ago, the, the parents, they asked them, and they said, yeah, we didn't really understand it, but we we supported our, our our children and figured you know they'll figure it out eventually and now they're all making you know big jobs and in, in the esports yes. e world um That's you right. know five six years later right like anything else this is uh, this is a brand new it reminds me of the pc world when i first yes. started you know they were they were considered toys in the industry you know That's nobody right. knew what they were and of course uh, at that time, I think there was one PC on every, you know, million desks or whatever the crazy number was. And I think today they said there's like one and a half computers on a desk today. So, right. again, it's it's new. It's different. It's a new generation. And we're here at the forefront. And we're having yes. a lot of fun doing it. Um, you know, we are building uh, something brand new. Again, we're just a little startup if you if you look at us from a realistic. But uh, we're, getting, we're getting a lot of traction very early. And uh, yes. we're looking for sponsors. Cars are $7,500 to sponsor a car for a year and have your name on the side of a race car. I have yeah. to say we have eight female owners, so it's not restricted to just males. We have yes. eight female, and they love it. We have female drivers. Almost 50% of esports are female-driven, so right. we're going to have a lot of female right. drivers joining us. So this is a, a very open, new a place to be. Uh, again, I, I love all my female owners. We've got Healthy Nails. We have the Jellycraft Company. We have uh, the Montrose Skin Care. Uh, these people cannot afford a $20 million race car, yet we're getting the same kind of exposure for their businesses on the internet as if they spent, you know, $20 million with a, with ben, a NASA. Absolutely. absolutely. You, now, you talked about a startup. Okay, you said startup, and you, you just described the women that are involved. Um, I also do a podcast about women in crypto. But I want to ask you, as a startup, would, how would you characterize what you do in the context of, of a startup? And how would you encourage uh, young people who are uh, right now thinking about you and what you do and how you got there? Well, how would you encourage them to just pursue whatever it is they see in their mind's eye? Oh, my God. When, when you talk about um, becoming an entrepreneur and starting a business and doing something that you love, I encourage everybody to do it. But there's a couple of factors you have to have. You have to be resilient. Okay, yes. You have to put your head down and say, I'm doing this. I'm going to spend X amount of dollars over the next, and it's not a couple of months, the no. next two or three years. My life, I am doing this. And at the end of the three years, let's say we pick three years, what would happen if I failed? And that's how I started my business. What would happen three years from now if I failed? 
or fortunately, I'm pretty good at technology and said, I can always go back and get a job doing technology. So we said, we're going to spend X. If we fail, we'll go back to the life we had. Okay. And I think that's a very important part of making the it decision. Is. And then you it have is. to shut out all of your friends, family, and all those people are going to tell you, you're never going to make it. You can't make it. It's impossible. You need millions of dollars behind you. You need all these wonderful things. You're never going to get there and just ignore that and just concentrate on what you want to do. And if you can do those two things, if your product, your service is something that the people want, they'll gravitate to it. And if they don't, then you move on to something else. So you, we have a good lifetime. You know, we live lifetimes in business, right? So, yes. so that and if you're younger, trust me, you're going to have opportunities are always, and I, and I say, someone told me this years ago, I didn't believe it, but opportunities will always come along, especially yes, here in the United States and now around the world. So the opportunities will always be there, may not be what you originally designed, but you will do something, but my world is be happy with what you're doing, then it's not a job. And if you fail, okay, dust yourself off and move on. So that, <laughs> that's my advice. Excellent. Sound advice. Thank you for that. Christopher, you have well, something. Yeah, one of the best things you said there was to ignore the naysayers uh, because every startup has uh, so many of them. And it, uh, unfortunately, it always happens from friends and family, of course. And mm -hmm. those are the people that you want to impress or, you know, to act like you're successful. And they're telling you you can't be successful. So that's the biggest struggle any new business has, in my opinion, right there. And mm -hmm. somebody asked me the other day, what's the, uh, what's the secret to starting up a business? And I said, it's two words, no fear. <laughs> that's... That's very true. Uh, you know, again, um, you know, there was a there was an article many years ago uh, in the Wall Street Journal, I think it was, or the New York Times, many many years ago, and I read it, and it it highlighted the successful millionaires and billionaires in the world, but they were not wealthy from families. They they were self-made. In other words, they came from hardworking families that became millionaires, and there were two common denominators that they had. One was that they all had were completely broke at one time. They failed and they lost all their money and were completely broke. That was one of the common denominators of all these millionaires, which I thought was fascinating. And the second one was they were patient. They didn't rush to the market like I have to be there in six months. And because I hear so many people say, I have to get this done in 30 days or I'm going to miss my opportunity. And to that, I say, well, then it's not an opportunity. Because if you only have a short window of a project, then that's not where you should be. You should be looking long-term on what products are going to sustain you over a 5 to 10 or even 15 or 20 years. Um, so those were the two common dimes, patience, and they all failed. So I guess I fit that category. And a few other people that have partnered up with us have failed. So we're, we're in a good spot right now. You know, we, we went broke, and now we're moving forward and have a lot of good experience behind us. As we come toward the end of this particular episode of Make Your Pitch, uh, I want you to be very definitive right now. I know you are after sponsors and so forth, but tell, tell us exactly what you need in order to drive this program forward. And then tell us, uh, tell the folks exactly how to reach out to you in order to accomplish that. Okay. Um, well, we have a, a website called allgratefulhearts.org. 
and that website can contact us. Uh, the emails come directly to my desk or to uh, Jay's desk. Um, so we're we're right on top of anybody that sends anything directly through the email. Uh, our goal right now is it's $5 million to open up a facility uh, of this magnitude here in Daytona. Um, we do have some serious sponsors you know, coming around. So we're looking to do that and we have different opportunities and different ways to come in. Uh, I'd like to be more specific, but unfortunately we have three different projects going at the same time. And each one has different owners, depending on which part of the projects they like. Some like the racing, some like the esports, some like our e-golf that we're doing. Um, again, everybody has a different what they like to get involved in. And hopefully you'll invite me back on, on a later show when we talk about some of our other products that I'll be rolling out in, uh, later in the year in 2022. Yeah, I would love to. Ellen, go ahead. <laughs> Um, you have been really inspiring today, I must say. And while I started not knowing you, I feel like I've known you a long time, particularly starting where you did. I started pretty, pretty much the same place. Um, you gave the audience some uh, insightful advice in how to proceed. And I thank you for that. What's next for you, Vincent Sebastian? <laughs> um, right now, building our facility in Daytona, I will be there next week. Um, this has become an international event. We have invited, we're going to be inviting over uh, 500 uh, simulator teams around the world. Again, um, I, I joke around a lot because the drivers are getting exposure they've never gotten before. And I always, I, I kind of had a nice conversation with them when we did the jackpot race and said, look, yeah, nobody heard of Tony Hawk until they heard of Tony Hawk. <laughs> so, you know, so there's a whole bunch of Tony Hawks out there, and I hope he doesn't mind me using the reference, but, you know, he was a skateboarder. And, you know, if you went back 10, 15 years ago, and you told somebody, I'm a great skateboarder, what would they say to you? You know, not a whole lot. But now Tony Hawk is the measure of the great skateboarders. So I, I kind of compare us to that, that same, you know, Esports, that that new world of sporting. Uh, okay, they're not on skateboards, they're not in real cars, but they're getting that same type of exposure. So we're doing this big event. We we hope to have 200 uh, of these uh, simulator teams coming in. I'm very proud to say we've got two very major ones starting. Um, I like to say it's a dance floor. You know, everything you do, you know, the dance floor is going, the lights are on, everybody wants to dance, but nobody wants to dance until that first couple hits the floor. And uh, right now we just got everybody, we got our first couple on the dance floor. And uh, since that, three more couples have stepped up. And uh, I'm just using an analogy because I'm, uh, I'm not right now allowed to say who they are, but there's some major companies getting involved. I'm very excited about it. Our staff is excited. The drivers are excited. Um, just a little inside joke. We've asked them to put pictures up on our website. So we have a picture of the driver and they've all upgraded their picture. So instead of the, the dog and the skateboard and the surfboard, it's now a professional picture of our drivers as they yeah. step up from amateur to professional and, and exposure. So uh, that's what's next. Uh, I'm going to be in Daytona uh, getting that started. It's The event's going to be in November, and uh, we should have hopefully between 100 and 200 uh, race teams from around the world coming to Daytona for the first ever uh, G-SIMS International Simulator Championship. And uh, I think it'll be a very good event. No one's ever done it before, so this is something new. Um, you know, I, I compare us to the Super Bowl. 
Uh, I don't know, maybe you know this, how many people showed up to that first Super Bowl in LA at the Coliseum? That's right. How many people can attend? Many, yeah, it was like 10,000. Well, how yeah. many people can attend your event and uh, where you're, you're doing this international? Uh, well, down in Daytona, um, depending on which facility we go to, you know, we can probably handle, you know, 20 or 30,000 people. Uh, whether that many will show up, I don't know. I mean, I'm estimating maybe 15 to 20. Okay, uh, Ellen, on, uh, on get ready. Vincent will be sending us a VIP pass. Uh, okay. So we can travel there and join them for that. Uh, okay. Uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's a different time. I mean, the weather's beautiful in November. And of course, there's no there's no real racing at the at the speedway, and yeah. uh, you know you're not going to have you know a, a million people on the beach, <laughs> so it, it should be a good time to go down and enjoy. And yeah, you're certainly uh, invited to be a part of our event, uh, uh -huh. first time. So yeah, it'd be, it'd be a lot of fun. So yeah, we're looking forward to. It. We don't know what to expect. Um, I'm one of those people that says, "Let's just do it." I do it for me, uh, selfishly. I have a lot of fun. I do it. If you want to show up and enjoy, great. If you don't, we're doing it anyway. Bad and do it. Seems to have always worked well in the past, and it seems to be working well now. It's like, um, you know, my my wife said to me, "You know, this is a nice hobby." I said, "Yep." She goes, "You're going to pay the bills." I said, "I really don't know, but I'm having a lot of fun doing it. We'll see." <laughs> Well, Ellen, before we close, Ellen, do you have anything you'd like to ask before we close today's episode? Um, promise that you will come back and join us again and tell us more about this wonderful opportunity you've created for yourself. Well, it's not only for myself, it's for, for quite a quite a few people. There's a, there's a lot of people behind myself. I'm just a spokesperson out front right now, um, but there's a lot of good people around me. Uh, I like to stay in the background, but sometimes you have to just step up front and, and, and lead lead the lead the charge until we get there. But um, but yeah, I will come back whenever you ask me to come back, and I'm looking forward to the next time we, we get together. Hopefully, we'll be further down the road, and yes, we'll be. hopefully we'll see you in, in November in Daytona. Vincent, Excellent. thank you so much for being on thank you. Make Your Pitch today. We really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for having me. Well, you know, there is, uh, there's only so much you can say after that because that's all excitement all the way through. Just, you know, just get, get in and dig in and dig down because you can feel it. You know, it's, uh, it's one of those old sayings that when you're, when you're watching racing or watching some of the other events like that, you can feel it actually happening. And that's where it's so, so much fun. Well, as we close this episode of Make Your Pitch, I want to thank my very good friend and co-host, Ellen J. Harris, for her being with us today. And of course, our guest, uh, Vincent uh, uh, Sebastian. And as we close out today, I want all of you to always remember to listen, learn, and give. And join us next Thursday for Make Your Pitch. If you enjoyed today's episode of Make Your Pitch, go smash the subscription button and if you want, leave us a five-star review. If you think you have what it takes to be on one of our episodes, contact us by going to the show notes to learn how. But most of all, be with us again next week for another episode of Make Your Pitch. Make Your Pitch.